You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Chris, I'm back from my holidays and I'm joined tonight by John. Well, Rick, that's yourself. Ah, not bad. Uh, how you've been after all your, your hosting duties? Oh, I it was good. I just had one week, see as we had the break last week. Ah, uh, I heard the, the old school one as well, with, with, with Craig and, and Greg as well. So. Aye, the grumpy old men. Uh, well, they made me grumpy, but they, they had a charity about it. Like. But, uh, we did, aye. So did, so did you and Andy. So. We did, aye, it was good. So, back-to-back uh, doubles. Uh, back-to-back doubles, I should go on holiday more often. Aye, <laughs> well... I'm, not sure, I'm sure my wife would agree. <laughs> your work might not agree, mind you. Nah, certainly not. That's me. I've, I think I've, I've now got what? what? That's it. I'm in tomorrow then, off for the next five days. Oh, Good times. How are you? Right. So, right, as I said, we had some, uh, well, we had the double double with the, the charity bet in the last couple of weeks, but of course, no podcast last week, so all we did was pick a charity bet. And just in time for me coming back. We lost both. Aye. Uh, we had James Keaton's first goal scorer for Hibs, and it was Jason Cummins that got it against Alwa. Uh, and then the other ones, we didn't, we didn't, nobody lost. We had Hearts and Fairman in air, and only air won, the other two drew. So, we weren't too far away. But nothing uh, nothing for charity this week. So. Oh, back to the double, double last week. I back to the double last week. Uh, and, and, well, we're, we're going to have a bit of difficulty with the, the first goal scorer because there's not many matches in the league because of the, the, the Scottish Cup weekend. But uh, we'll come to that towards the end of the podcast and we'll crack on with, with discussing things. We'll, we'll start off with Hibs, because uh, they had two wins through the week. Uh, they obviously had the, the, the one over Alwa at the weekend there. And uh, I think that was, at, what was that after? Who did they play in the midweek? Livingston. Livingston, aye. I take it, is that some rearranged game? or they, they, They've now played a game more than Rangers above them, which I don't understand. It was it was rearranged. I can't remember when it was rearranged from, but but Rangers have still got a game in hand. Right. So I uh, well the, the the results at the weekend were uh, were pretty good for Hibs because obviously with their win in the midweek and then their win at the weekend, uh, coupled with the Rangers draw against Livingston, uh, they're now joint on thirty seven points. They so are indeed. I, I think the first question of the night is uh, Mark Warburton one point out of six. Is he in a shaky nail? <laughs> Aye, I wouldn't say he's in a shaking hill, but I think maybe teams are kind of figuring out how Rangers play now, which is a big thing. Aye, I think I, I think like um, even played against them in the, the League Cup kind of showed a way to, to play Rangers, and it's almost as if his teams adapting to that, and I think that's going to be a theme tonight actually. Well, I think it's uh, just the thing. I mean, I've heard Rangers fans complain about it, but it's not really different to when they were in the top flight and they were doing well. Teams are going in and playing against them and just sitting in. But they've got a right to do that. In terms yeah, well, it works. That, there's more than one way to get points out of a game. Mm-hmm. So it's up to Rangers to, in training, how to figure out how to break, break down teams that do that. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's going to happen every week, really. Even maybe against Hibs. Hibs will sit in maybe sometimes. So, well, for, uh, what, for what I've seen in the highlights, the Rangers like, they deserved the lead. Uh, they didn't struggle to try and get a second goal. And obviously, the equaliser came early in the second half. <laughs> came early in the second half, and uh, as the game went on, like Rangers, they were up against a decent keeper. Uh, desperation was creeping in towards the end of the game with Wycorn having a pretty obvious dive. To be honest, he was, he was booked for it. So, but there was a, there was a shout for a Livingston penalty as well in the highlights, which I never really thought was much of a penalty shout. To be honest, he looked like he went, he went down very easily under. Um, uh, I think there was complaints from some Rangers fans that obviously I think Wagon got booked and then the Livingston attacker never got booked. So maybe a bit of consistency there. Well, to, to, to be honest, I think there was a difference. I think in the, in the, the instance of the, the Livingston penalty claim, it was the Rangers defender managed to roll the Livingston attacker off of him. So he, he kind of lost his balance and went down. I don't think, I mean, I think he was just used, he, he, was, he was well positioned. I don't think there's any infringement there. Whereas I think Wagon just threw himself to the ground. So I think that's probably the difference. But I, 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 would, I would agree with the referee that neither was a penalty. So, Aye. so uh, I, th- I thought Mark Botcher was a bit um, arrogant, if nothing else. He, was, he seemed to think he was, he was definitely going to get a point, uh, at least a point out of that game. And uh, well, his post match interview, he seemed very confident that he, they he had said that. 
they'd been taught during the week from some of the players anchoring him that they've been playing well against the better teams and they thought it would pick up points at some point. So I don't know if it's arrogance or just maybe a bit of confidence. I th- I th- to be honest, for what's in the highlights, they got a bit of luck because Rangers weren't like that firing in all cylinders. But I, I mean, that's the kind of thing you need when the, the, the top teams, you, you need a bit of luck against. I think one thing about Rangers this season, they've got a, very, they've got a good, really good start in 11, but in terms of alternatives coming off the bench... There's no really much there, I don't think. No, I mean, like they can get the goals for the likes of Icorn and, and Wallace and the wings. But um, they're kind of struggling after that, I think. I mean, I don't really think Kenny Miller scored that many goals this season, has he? Nah, he's, no he's one of they are. No, well, I don't know. And uh, I think uh, the, 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 the boy Holt, Jason Holt, he seems to yeah. he seems to chime in with goals every so often, but uh, he's sort of their goal scoring midfielder. But... Um, but no, I mean, once you go away for the kind of ah, mainstays, I think he's more of a right, sitting mid. Yeah, it's odd. He does appear to be the sitting midfielder, yet he's the one that seems to be getting goals in mid. So I don't, I don't know if that's Rangers set up. But I mean, but we've talked on the podcast before about the the fact that it's the the fullbacks that get the goals. Yeah, it's probably something to look to address in January. I would think if there is money available, Warburton seem. I don't know if you've seen it when you were away. Um, Warburton seems to think that if he asked the board for a million pound to spend on a player, that he would get it. Don't know if that was just him, a bit of bravado, trying to deflect from possible off the pitch issues. Still with finance, still questionable. What's happening there? But uh, I don't. Ah, I, I can't see them. I have no idea. I don't see him spending that either. I don't, I don't see him spending a million pounds. Whether he can spend money is a different question. But I guess we'll wait and see. But I feel, how many times have we heard stories coming out of Ibrox about Warchester and stuff, and then it turns out they don't have anything? So, Aye, I'll take it with a pinch of salt. I mean, the proof will be in the pudding when we get to January and we'll see if he actually does anything. And you're right, I mean, that, that could be the key to, to winning the championship. I mean, but um, the, the, I think the other thing is, like, Rangers were in a, a good run of form until they played Hibs. But obviously at the 100% record until that point, and they've now obviously a couple of points there. Whereas Hibs are on a really good run themselves. You can't see that. Hibs aren't going to continue that run for the rest of the season. They need oh, to try their best to do it, but I don't see them. They're bound to drop points, so. They are bound to drop points, but they had the bad spell at the start of the season. Yeah. And maybe they've kind of just gelled into a team because they're full of goals at the moment as well. I mean, Keaton's is in great form. That's why we kind of picked him as a charity bet for last week because um, he's been doing really well. Obviously, Cummins, I think, I think he's scored something like, in his, I don't know, maybe six, six or seven out of the last eight games. Uh, and then there's just a team that's improving all the time. They're eight wins in a row in the league. Aye, but they're all kind 12, of... 12, 12 unbeaten. I think they're unbeaten in 15 in all competitions. I think it's somewhat... Uh, I think it's somewhat... I think uh, it's somewhat along those lines, but I think the, the other thing is that look, most of these wins are by a goal. I mean, they beat Alain at the weekend, they're 1-0, they beat Lewis 2-1, they obviously beat Rangers 2-1. That's, that's like the last three games. It's all very tight, so for all the... Like, they do look like they can score goals, they're just... They're not quite as... Like, it's, not, it's not like a situation with Hearts last season, where Hearts were blowing teams away at times. Yeah, you're not getting. I mean, Rangers started the season in that kind of form, but they seem to have fallen away for that as well. They're not. Like, Rangers aren't blowing teams away now. So it's, I mean, it's certainly from a from a neutral perspective that like Rangers and Hibs challenging for that that top spot is, is an exciting way to look on to it. But I, I I still can't see it past Rangers winning that league because I, I do think Hibs at some point are going to they'll, they'll come unstuck again. So the longer the longer it lasts, the better. I think. Let's see. It's because there's, there's nothing to suggest that maybe Hibs won't go out and try and strengthen in January as well. True. I, well, I mean, obviously they, they, they had a few troubles with getting Scott Allen uh, off the books and he was... That took a bit uh, away from the early part of the season for Hibs. But once they got him off the books, they obviously got Liam Henderson in for Celtic and loan. Uh, that seemed to settle them a bit. But even that took a few weeks to gel. But you're right, I mean, since then they've, they've been on fire, so... And, and I think the, the, the real the real thing for Hibs is it's not just the teams in the Championship they've been beating. They've obviously beaten Aberdeen and Dundee United in the, the, the League Cup as yeah. well. So they've taken a, a good couple of scalps. So I mean, the, the quality of the teams have beaten, uh, you can't really criticise. Probably one thing they do need to add is maybe goals from elsewhere. Like, not just the strikers. Because yeah. after Cummins and Keaton's the best, and that's best is Henderson with three. Yeah. So that's something we'll probably they would look to try and address. Much, mind you, they have got was it Boyle and Malonga who are probably capable of getting goals if maybe they're playing through the middle but 
it's hard to argue with Cummings and Keaton's playing just now. Yeah, they're, they're the ones that are on form. So, but um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, elsewhere in the championship, it was it was fun. It's probably uh, somewhere to do with the Premiership actually, and everybody was drawn because uh, the the one game we didn't get in sports scene highlights last night was the Dumbarton Race Rovers game, and it was three each. So it was, did somebody at Dumbarton piss somebody off at sports scene? Well, I, th- I think as well, um, Wraith were three up, three up in that game. I think you're right, yeah. I came back because I was speaking to someone. I can't who was I speaking Well, someone at work or something like that. And we were talking about it and saying, oh, if that had finished 3-0, then the Dumbarton manager might have been there. Oh, no. Actually, I don't know who it was. It was my sister-in-law's boyfriend because his cousin, this is his manager at Dumbarton, Stephen Farrell. All right. So... He was saying, I think he was playing worried at half time that he felt a job. But I they come back, so a wee bit resilient. And down the bottom of the league, with Dumbarton, St Mirren, and Livingston all kind of 11 points. So, yeah, there's not a play for in terms of trying to escape that playoff spot. There's six clear at Alwa, which is just starting to come a bit unstuck. Again, this is quite reminiscent of the Premiership because they went Dundee United, they're starting to fall adrift to the, the teams well, above them. Alwa. But Alwa, well, they're the only team to lose at the weekend. Yeah, that's, they're seeming a bit doomed already, that kind of form. They've only had one win. But the other thing, though, is in terms of like, much as there's been draws, Falkirk in a good bit of form as well. They are five unbeaten in the league. Um, yeah. And then Morton as well. Morton up to fourth. They are yeah, five games unbeaten as well. I mean, for all, for all we're talking about, Hibs form, it's got them to catch Rangers. Falkirk are only six points behind Hibs. So it's, those three look like, the, like Rangers, Hibs and Falkirk. One of them's going to win that league and the other two will be in the, the playoff. That's looking... Already, like a likely thing. It's 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 who's behind them is the next question because you want know, to say Morton in twenty three and Wraith Rovers in twenty two and Clayton twenty one. Now Wraith Rovers have fallen away in the last few weeks, but, but yeah, certainly Morton, Morton's probably the surprise package in there because we know Queen is out for last season. We're up there as well. Aye, the the big thing will be uh, next month, especially for Hibs. Hibs are playing Morton, Falkirk, Queen of the South, and Rangers. So that's uh, a that's a really big month yeah. uh, oh, for Hibs. So we'll maybe got a better idea at the end of December whether we're going to get a title race. Yeah. Because. Well, that's exciting stuff. What about the other ones? League One and League Two. Well, League, League Two. League Two. League Two must be a great league to watch. Don't you? You never know what's going to happen. Well, when I went on holiday and an athletic were top of it, is this still the case? They are still top. <laughs> However, Clyde and the likes of Queen of the Park were in a bit of, kind of bad form. Clyde are now, they've now won their last three games. Um, so they're up to second in the league. Queen's Park have won their last couple. Uh, before you went away, Elgin was second. They've dropped to third. Fourth. No, it no fourth. That's League One. Uh, where is it? Aye, there's other teams. Oh, East Island are off the bottom. Yeah, I'd, they've, they've jumped over our growth uh, and, and actually Berwick have fallen below our growth as well. That's how tight it is. So, well, that's 12 so, points now between top and bottom. That'd be interesting. Berwick Rangers, imagine they were the team that get final have just Scottish teams in the league. Aye. <laughs> so, aye, it continues to be kind of great, but the, possibly the performance of the weekend has to be, or the individual performance, was David Gormley at Clyde with four goals. A player yeah. that I know well because he was, he was at Auckland like Talbot prior to this season. He'd been struggling for goals prior to Saturday, but aye, four goals. So he's still top scorer now with sets, but aye, I'm interesting to see. Well, Clyde I, have picked up since the, the cup exit against former team. Yeah, I was going to say, before I went on holiday, Clyde were looking really, really dodgy, and Barry Fer- we were making jokes about Barry Ferguson really should concentrate on his own team instead of talking about Rangers in the press every week. Yeah. But I, I mean, Clyde certainly seemed to have rallied in the last few weeks, you know, they're up to second, three points behind but, and another. They were certainly favourites for the league before the season started. Um, in terms of now, I don't well, know. They must be up there again. Now. But this, 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 this is the league that's hard to predict, isn't it? So. Aye, they're second favourites at 3 to 1. It's definitely the league where there's value to be had yeah, if, you're a, if you're a serious punter. There's 12 points between top and bottom. <laughs> Aye, I mean, Elgin are third and they're 5 to 1. So. I mean, they're only Aye. 4 behind, so. Aye, 4 behind, so. Who knows? But I must be a really interesting one. Uh, like to watch. Andy was saying that I don't know if it, 
you were on the week you were saying it. He says the one thing about it is home forms the kind of key. There's not many teams yeah. that went away from home in that league. Yeah, I think that was the week I was off, but I, I listened when I was away. So, it was a very good point. That the, the, the home form is the thing that does it. Although that makes Clyde's five 0 win at Berry Rangers even more impressive. Then. But does, yeah, I mean, yeah. if you look at the other results at the weekend, there like it was a two each draw for Aaron Athletic, Queens Park won at home, East Stirling won at home, Elgin won at home. So it's very much that. I suppose it was the same last week with um, one throws in Queen's Park. It was a 6-1 win for Queen's Park. So away from home. So that's the, the kind of... <laughs> teams are either winning at home or they're hammering I think teams away from home. <laughs> aye, just a bizarre league. Uh, but aye, League One, uh, AR continue to be in fantastic form. They're still unbeaten since the start, the opening game of the season. Um, and even though they're top still... Five to two for the league. Then fair enough, still heavy favourites, two to seven. Uh, but then, are they expecting eight to fall away or something? It's, it's, a, it's, it's a pretty odd know. thing for the bookies to be going with. I mean, maybe you think his form would have eaten away at that by now. I think maybe Den Fermer have possibly got more goal scorers in their team. But saying that, Elbert too, he's not scored for a while. Um, but I he keep on kind of doing well. But then Den Fermer are nine games unbeaten as well. Just they've had a few draws. Yeah. And having dropping points as opposed to air who just shouldn't be winning, which is the difference. So, I mean, the, the, like, if you compare that to like the 12 points between top and bottom, it's 12 points between first and third in this division. <laughs> yeah, the big thing with air though, the last, couple, well, the last couple of weeks, they've played the teams that were in third and fourth place, Albion, Novas, and Airdrie, and beat them both. Whereas mm. Fermlin won one and drew one. So, Aye, so that makes a big difference. Uh, but the, the, the team that's really in free fogs Forfa because Forfa were doing kind of no bad in the early on season they've no one in nine games yeah ah, they're, they're, they're four points off a of playoff place and they're only three ahead of the, the relegation playoff place so Aye. it's it's starting and to get a wee bit slippery for them yeah. Kildin and Beath continue to struggle they were hammered by Peterhead 7-0 at the weekend I don't uh, think Kildin Beath have recovered for that hammer and Hearts gave them and hit 10 because they fell into that division and they're struggling in it well, it's a bit like uh, the Championship with St Mirren getting relegated yeah. and then they're struggling. Yeah, they could, so could be back-to-back relegations. But And then Stranraer, who are a team that have obviously done well in kind of previous seasons, continue to be struggling as well. So, I don't know. They're a league that's quite interesting as well. That's what we want, isn't it? Interesting. Definitely. <laughs> they're certainly tight. Well... Apart from maybe the Premiership, where I don't know what's happening there. Nothing, everybody drew. <laughs> if, well, most teams, I It seemed to be on the top three, certainly drew anyway. Yeah, I mean, that was that. It was, uh, uh, I think, uh, you're obviously an Aberdeen fan, you'd have been delighted the results on Saturday. Oh, I absolutely delighted. But, uh, but then we failed to capitalise on it. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll, we may as well start with your game because that was the one that was a visit to Hamilton and uh, the plastic pitch. And, uh, did well, you watch it yourself? Was, no, I, 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 watched, I, was, I did watch it. Uh, uh, it was Hamilton and the flip. Aye, they were, aye, because it had Nardi's relative. We were probably quite lucky to go ahead. Um, I thought you were Hab- lucky Hamilton should, Exactly, Hamilton should have gone ahead with uh, Ash Taylor. Oh, but Pass back. No, for the first week. What was Ash Taylor doing? Because I thought, like, like, just before I went on holiday, was the, the Celtic Aberdeen game, obviously, and it was him that conceded that penalty where Chris it's, Commons was going nowhere. But it's, it's, I see we've come back and he's just continued that form. It's amazing how his form has changed, though. But I think, to be fair, um, we can't really single out players because most of the team, it's like watching a completely different team in terms of. I mean, Ash Taylor there in the season was solid. Um, we weren't conceding goals. He was. Ken talked about at the end of last season as well, start of that season about an international call-up uh, for Scotland. I don't know whether maybe Wales are still maybe in consideration, but it's just... It's, it's baffling. Uh, communication at the back, I don't know whether. It's not as good. Shea Logan, his form seems to be kind of gone. Um, the talk is that I think it's certainly the end of the season, if not, I don't know whether January, he'll be going back down south. But he's not been at his best. He kind of gave away possession quite a bit yesterday. Got a bit lucky with a handball as well. 
I I would say that yeah, that should have been a penalty. Yeah, um, I, 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 I mean, I'll give Willie Collum a bit of credit here. It was difficult to see. I, I mean, I couldn't I, tell until Sports Scene done all their analysis on it and the fact it, it, they're right, his foot's on the line and he's leaning back, so he's got to be the hands have got to be in the box. But yeah. I mean, I can't tell that with the technology, so I'm not going to criticise Willie Collum for that one. So there's that. Reynolds is kind of back in the team, but I don't know. It's just no working out. The Shinny was back at left back, but and I thought after the Dundee United game, would Shinny and Hayes combine so well that that was going to be a, a kind of good area yesterday? But Shinny never really kind of got forward that much. Um, he was kind of kept on the back foot a lot by Emery, who has been in really good form for Hamilton. So things weren't really happening there. The middle of the park were missing Ryan Jack, but even with him, when he has been playing recently, he's not really been stepping up to the mark. But I think yesterday probably showed how short we are in the centre of the park in terms of the kind of, not def- well, either more defensive minded midfielders. Because Flood, you know what you'll get with Flood? You'll get work rate, passion, commitment, but in terms of ability and passing a ball, it's something that's a bit alien to Willow Flood. Uh, <laughs> so basically, he runs around like I do when he. Well, you know what he's like. He's at Celtic. Aye, and I he's, couldn't stand him at Celtic either. He's, he's been around for long enough. He's someone okay. He's okay if it's someone in there who can assign him ability. But he was kind of just playing defensive midfield himself, and they were trying to play McLean a wee bit further, a wee bit ahead. But McLean's still best just playing off a kind of main striker. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, aye, because I was going to say that the like, the goal you got was a, was a terrific strike by McLean, so obviously was, that paid dividends from that perspective. But we certainly need someone else in the kind of middle of the park. We've got, because Barry Robson, much as he signed a new contract, he's clearly the kind of doesn't really want to play. I think he's playing more there for the experience in the dressing room and all that kind of side of things. Whereby, what they'd have maybe been better off is doing is giving him a player coaching role. I don't know whether he is doing coaching or not. So he might be. I think he is, actually, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're certainly short in the department. Youngsters, we've got Craig Story, who's been there for a while and been talked about as a kind of big hope, but you would think at this kind of time whereby we are maybe kind of struggling a bit further results, at least maybe have him get a chance maybe for, I don't know, last 20 minutes of a game or something like that. Right. Um, but it's hard to say anyone get pass marks yesterday. McGinn at times still kind of looked really good, and he set up the goal. Mm-hmm. Um and looked positive, but Rooney was very isolated, which I, I think happens a lot. More so in away games, I think in home games, when you're the team that kind of more so has to be in the front foot, Rooney gets a bit more support, it's a bit more players around him, but in away games, I do think that he's, he can be very isolated at times. And yesterday, certainly, it maybe was getting the ball and getting kind of headers and all that, but there's no one near him. I never saw much. Of, I never saw much of in the highlights. But the one thing I did see him, he was probably denied a penalty because uh, the yeah, I would have said it was definitely a penalty. Yeah, it, it looked like it, like shirt was all over the place because getting pulled left, right, and centre. So I think in that instance, I think we went it wrong because that's the, the fact his shirt moved is much easier for Rolly Collum to give that yeah. penalty. But um, did Son try to say oh he was backing into him, so it wasn't a penalty? Well, doesn't matter. Well, you can use your body. There's nothing saying you can't use your body. Aye, and, and Chris Sutton's a bit of a hypocrite saying that because Chris well, Sutton's doing that all the time. Derek Ray <laughs> did make that point. Um, but I think Sutton said himself that he kind of used to do it. But I felt yesterday the game was crying out for Goodwillie to come on um, and kind of stretch the play a wee bit. But, but the subs we made were Considine came on and Cammy Smith. And but didn't really kind of do much there. To, Saying that, though, uh, we probably did have the better chances, apart from, uh, obviously, we scored the one goal, but... We, it was uh, a good save from McGovern. Really good save from McLean. Yep. Um, there was a penalty shoot, obviously. It wasn't a chance, but Hayes was crossed when it hit the bar. Yeah. But a lot that goes in. You know, you know what we see, like, four, like maybe five weeks ago, that would have gone in. Aye. I think when, we are, when, the, when the team's kind of doing well, that, that kind of thing goes in, or... Um, there was another one McGovern had as well. I can't remember who it was from, but he had a kind of another good save. Um, maybe the only slight positive was Paula looked like he was getting a bit of his kind of confidence back in terms of times he was getting the ball and kind of taking a by players. But I, I don't, I, I, I don't think anyone can pinpoint exactly where it's going on. However, I think we need a plan B. Um, well, I don't talk about that. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, just before we move on, what uh, did you think of the equaliser? Because they were kind of focusing on whether it was offside or not in sports. Uh, now, I, I yeah. think Logan was playing them on, unfortunately for you. Oh, I think when they, they showed the line, I, I, think, I thought at the time when I saw it, I thought it was off. And even actually watching BT Sport and afterwards it looked like he was off. But then when you actually see the line that Sports had put up, it looked like, yeah, he was... I think, the pro- I think the problem is there's a defender closer to him who's definitely yes. uh, further away from the goal than he is. But I think Logan, he's kind of almost off the screen, which makes it difficult to see. Yeah. And like, the, the angle's not quite right either, which makes it difficult. But aye, I think I think uh, he was played onside him. So. The, the other aspect of that goal was, do you think the goalkeeper should have done better? Maybe. It kind of squirmed away from him. I do like Ward. I think he's a kind of good presence there, but... Uh, I don't know, never really. Don't know, but ha- Hamilton deserved a draw. The, the, uh, Hamilton were really impressive. Uh, I was, I thought before the game when I seen that Ali Crawford was still out. I thought, I will get a good chance to get three points. But uh, there was other players that impressed for Hamilton. Boy Doherty, the first time I'd seen him play, he was kind of really impressive. Um, and is it Kurta? I think he was quite impressive at times. The way Slovenian. I think they've got. A, I think they've got. A, I think they've got Slovenian and Slovakian. Oh, Possibly. I can see, that one's going to cause us confusion for the next couple of years. Slovenia and Slovakia, given could, the, the, the group uh, Scotland they've got. So. Kura Kins and they've got Kura. Oh, what did I say? <laughs> I forgot. I, I think. I think you said uh, Kurtois. Is that not the the, Kurtois, Kurtois, the goalkeeper? <laughs> the Belgian keeper? No. British. Oh. <laughs> I'm Kurt, Kurtage. Maybe. But I know. I think Hamilton were in the. They, they do play some nice football. I mean, at no time, even when we were ahead, there was no time they were just trying, well, occasionally, with Callum Morris, they were maybe kind of putting the ball into the box, but most of the time they were kind of passing about nicely, passing it right through us. Aye, it is Courtage. So aye, they've got Kurikins and they've got Courtage. And they both play on the left. <laughs> so. <laughs> just to confuse matters further. But aye, I, I, I mean, that draw got Hamilton. Up in the, the top six. In the top six, right? No, they've no one. They've, they're six games. They've no one. Right. I think it's the fact they've been playing Dundee though. Well, they must, they must have retook that then because Dundee obviously drew with Hearts as well. And I suppose we should move on because uh, that was the, what we said earlier. If Aberdeen had managed to win that, they would have jumped above Hearts because they dropped points on Saturday. And um, it looked, I mean, it looked like a decent game between Hearts and Dundee. I, I thought it was about bit harsh sports to show the Albert Kidd game right enough before it. <laughs> was that just to cheer the Celtic fans up? Who, who know, oh, it was because uh, Jonathan Sutherland was saying about how oh, could that possibly be Hearts be title containers, I think. And oh, then right. decided to show that. Uh, that. That was incredibly harsh. I mean, I'll, I'll never tire of seeing Albert Kidd, but that's, I wouldn't. To, to be fair, I, 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 like, for all that he gets mentioned, that second goal is a cracking goal. <laughs> Kidd makes oh, that I, 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 <laughs> But, um... Yeah, I think there was a lot, there was claims for offside in the at Tynecastle as well with the, the Dundee equaliser. But um, again, it looked like a man that was on the edge of the camera. He played them on. Aye, I thought. It was I don't, I don't think it was anywhere near as close as the, the, the Aberdeen game. Unfortunately for you, but uh, yeah, I, I think it was, it was two good goals. I thought good finishes. So yep, uh, that boy, Jim looks a, a Jim, great yeah. find. Surely they'll want to get him. It's uh, signed by January, unless I don't know whether that was a mutual agreement. In terms of maybe him thinking he'll come here and then and move on, play well and then move on, or whether it's a bit of both. Hearts saying, "Well, if you do well, you'll kind of get your contract extended." Because obviously they spoke about it last night. I feel a bit that he's a an ex Belgian under twenty one international. So right. I, I take it he was he, he was out of contract somewhere because I'm sure they signed him after the, the aye, transfer aye. was shut. Well, uh, long yeah, after. Yeah, yeah, at least, at least they've played the guy they've signed because I've still yet to see Calvin Cole. <laughs> aye, well. Aye, because I think he only, I think Jim only signed this month, possibly. Aye, was it, was it, was it as late as that? Well, I think, or maybe, I certainly, I ended at October, I think, started this month, but that's him scored in the last two games. Aye. Uh, and he's one of those kind of, maybe old school midfielders, kind of gets in the box late, and scores, so aye, that's certainly positive. They're missing Wanma yesterday as well, mm-hmm. Arts. Uh, what, one thing about Dundee, much as they've been struggling, you can almost guarantee a, most every week that they'll score. They've only failed to score twice, and that was against Celtic and Aberdeen. Hmm. So, so the, but no, I was going to say the top two, but it's not the top two. No, <laughs> but 
but uh, I don't see problem as a picking up far too many draws. Yeah, I don't, they, they're, they're drawing quite a lot of points. However, I've done no far off uh, Ross County. We've been talked about in, that in terms of having probably a really good, se- really good season so far. So. Well, Ross County had a really easy week this week. You know, had a, a home game against Motherwell. I see Motherwell seem to have reverted back to the, the form they were in before they, they got aye, a game back off. Aye, that's, that's the new manager bounce done. Back to normal, aye, exactly. They looked, they looked rotten uh, in his highlights. Oh, I mean, defensively, they just looked all over the place. If Greg's listening, the last team I said that looked absolutely rotten in this uh, podcast was Kilmarnock, and they picked up after that, so there's your hope to clink you. I think we both said Kilmarnock were rotten in the start of the season, and we thought they were, I thought they were going almost down, guaranteed to be going down, but I think we said that last year about Ross County. We did, aye, 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 we did, and they rallied as well. Ended up doing Although, really well. they changed their manager to do it, I don't know what happened with Kilmarnock, they've just have picked up quite well. Although, I think they've turned into Celtic's bogey team this season, because that's twice we've played them and drew them twice now. One thing I do think that's happened with Kilmarnock is it's actually the... OK, there's been McGuinness, and has, obviously his confidence been lifted, but I think Craig Slater's come back in, and mm-hmm. he's an important player, young. and then the boy Kilty as well. Mm-hmm. Who looks a really good player? So they've, they've, obviously, they've got Jamie McDonald in goal as well, and he's he's had a few games now this season already where he's, he's he has. some cracking saves. Yeah. I, I heard on the radio he had some cracking saves against Celtic, but then I watched the highlights, and the only really good save I've seen from him was the, the free kick. Everything else was kind of hit straight at him. Aye, well, I thought Griffiths had, I mean, Griffiths had, what, maybe three or four? Yeah, and, and the free kick was the only one he put away from him. straight at McDonald yeah. every time. Yeah, it, it was just no stay. No, I, th- I think I think that rather sums up Celtic actually. But it was it was a bit of a battering for Kilmarnock, but they they held firm well, and that coupled with the fact that there was a few key players with the, the goals. But um, yeah, yeah, that, that that when that kind of thing happened, I know no, and it's not even the first time there's been a no no because it was exactly the same when Hearts turned up at Celtic Park. No, they boarded the the goal up and. But that, but boarding the goal up's harsh. It's not even that. It's just they're well organised at the back. I was really well organised. Yeah. Uh, I think Kilmarnock probably deserve good credit for that because obviously early on in the goal the season they were leaking goals yeah oh, they, they seem to fix that up, certainly. so I think That's the other one was is it Connolly that's come back centre back aye I think so aye. which I think is an important I think he's our captain as well now so that's been important for them but aye they've certainly put, they've got what four wins in the last ten games which is all right. It's not bad. I mean, they're, they're, they're still, they're only ninth, but that's, they're in 16. They're, they're two ahead of, but they're only three behind Dundee and I, So that's, that's, your, that's the top six. It's, it's quite tight, isn't there? It is. And then, actually, Thistle have picked up form as well. They are, what, three wins out of six? Yeah, I mean, they got a good one against, coming from behind against Inverness, you should say. Was Aye, a, which I encourage Bogdan to be really pleased with. I think he'd mentioned that, that it was something that, uh, Part of this one struggled with and taking back into the, mm-hmm. the top flight is to come back after being behind. Yeah, they, man- so. they managed it pretty well. It was, oh, it was a really late goal against them on this. I mean, oh, it's probably one of the ones I heard on opening all mics. I only caught the end of opening all mics. So. I mean, that, like, you mentioned it earlier about the, the comeback for uh, in, in the, the, the Barton Wraith Rovers game. That started off as it was a consolation goal scored. <laughs> and it was like, well, I've said a consolation goal, but it scored again. Aye. And then, oh, they recoiled. <laughs> Aye, but they're a bit fortunate with the goal party of Thistle, the winner. It was a bit fortunate, aye. I mean, but, they, they, I remember even listening on Open about a doubt who scored it. And I, I've watched the highlights, nah, so I don't know who scored it. Aye, <laughs> Stevenson. Was it? Aye. It just shows you the, the importance of getting the ball into the box. Yeah. It's something like that can happen. Like John Hughes certainly wasn't happy. He felt that that, that should have been dealt with a lot better defensively. I um, think both goals actually wasn't too happy about and for the have kind of, they'd picked up and then they've gone back to being, kind of, I wouldn't say poor again, but they're, I don't know, there's just no, not firing on all cylinders. They're very up and down. They're certainly missing, well, I don't know whether that was, Andy pointed out the fact that Gary Warren had been back and played a couple of times off the bench, but I think prior to that, they'd certainly been missing the, the partnership of Meekins and Warren, who were... Aye. So influential last season. Yeah, oh, definitely. Well, that's been a, a yeah. miss for them. But I, th- yeah. I think, I do think they've they've never really recovered from losing Bill McKay either. It's almost a link on to the, the, the other game where uh, I mean the the Dundee United goal that they got was Bill McKay. It was, I. It, it was a really good goal. It was, uh, but Dundee United really 
need someone else to be scoring goals. Or just more goals. I mean, they've failed to score in some, like seven out of games this season. Uh, which, that, I mean, that points out to why they're bottom of the table. Well, that and a uh, rubbish defence. Aye. But they've signed uh, Guy DeMille. We've got um, Gavin Gunning back as well. He played at the weekend. Fired one. Gavin Gunning was that great, mind you, first, first time round. <sighs> He was all right. He, he was. He was usually good for a, a free kick. Uh, <laughs> he was played would, against us straight enough. I would say though that Dundee United did look a bit more positive in the first half. They looked pretty decent with the change of formation, going three five two. They looked. They looked decent until they conceded, and then they just looked like was the game after that. They, like they were all over the place. The, the the goal they conceded to start with was poor marking, and it was a free header effectively. Which was it was a well it was a well taken goal header eventually, but and then then you see the second goal that St Johnson got, and it's. Just, how many attempts were they getting to put that in the net? Oh, aye. <laughs> yeah. um, but the one thing Dundee Red kind of did need, I thought, early in the season, they have added it, is the fact of adding experience, because that's the male signed. Yeah. There's talk, whether it's true or not, that Pat Lyden's trying to sign Edomenko again. Right. Uh, if so, then Pat Lyden certainly knows how to get the best out of him. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's a player that's going to help you when you're in a relegation battle. Uh, he's, he's a bit of a watching player, it seems. Aye, right. so... But they, they, they do need some sort of spark. So maybe he can provide it. But, uh, at least they look like they're starting to to make changes that might help them out. I mean, they don't... Like, under McNamara, they looked like they were stagnating and McNamara left and they just fell away completely. Yeah. I mean, under part lining, they look as if they might be making a few changes that might make a difference. Ah, whether, would... whether they will make a difference remains to be seen, but at least you can kind of see what part of line is trying to do. Well, they're not hiding in there till January. I think so, yeah. Um, certainly. Yeah, and then um... see kind of what kind of wheeling and dealing part of can do. Yeah, I mean, it's six, six points behind Motherwell and Partick Thistle doesn't look great at this point in the season, but it's you can overhaul that. Oh, definitely. In fact, especially by the fact Motherwell were struggling again. Yeah, oh yeah. After definitely. their couple of alright results again under McGee, but uh, we should probably talk about St Johnson. St Johnson are in terrific form just now. Well, they, well, they were they were the team that benefited above them slipping up. So I mean, they're now they're three points behind Aberdeen now. Which Aye. considering a few weeks ago we were talking about how the, the top two, possibly the top three, were starting to pull away for everybody. Yeah, just have kind of sneaked back into it. Aye, uh, seven wins out of the last ten. They've won the last four away from home. Uh, six, including the games in the cup. Still, they've not still not failed to score that season. Uh, I heard that statistic. That's, that's a builder. And if I, they conceded obviously again at the weekend, so they've only had one clean sheet. But there's guaranteed goals. There's quite a few teams in the league that you can say that almost are pretty much guaranteed to score. Mm-hmm. Um, Ross County. And indeed as well mentioned earlier, yeah, and obviously Celtic out with the <laughs> apart for this weekend. This weekend, and, but then obviously they failed to score to get at Hearts Ellen, yeah. at home against Hearts Ellen the season as well. So, by St Johnson, I mean they were talking about last night about where St Johnson could achieve second. I don't see why not. The way things are going just now, uh, there's plenty of goal scoring options, and I, I dare say over the course of the season, the defence will probably get better. Um, you would so, hope so eh? and, and if that happens and they can keep the goal scoring going then yeah they're, they're certainly going to be up there the other thing as well is keeping Murray Davidson fit yeah because if he is fit he kind of adds a lot to them but aye they, des- they deserve a lot of credit and uh, young boy Kane scored again hmm. so he's kind of taking his chance uh, some, scored a couple of goals now so but uh, probably uh, Stephen McLean's penalty though Oh, has it come down yet? <laughs> um, I think it was a bit. Of, it was a stone wall penalty. I think we should say that. I don't know. I've no idea what ranking was doing. Tight mountain, I think. Aye, I thought though that uh, he's a backy. Think Dundee United should have had a penalty. The McGowan one. No, I think McGowan no. pulled his leg away. It's fell down. Right. Uh, I, th- I, th- I think McGowan was looking for it, and I know what they were saying in the on sports scene about how. He never get the ball, so it must be a penalty because they may have got there may have been contact. I don't think it was anything like the contact required to make him go down. Yeah. I think it looked to me like McGowan pulled his leg away and went down looking for it. So I can understand uh, why he get picked for it. <laughs> so yeah. no, I'm not giving him that one. Uh, the other thing that I think that's uh, mentioned in sports here last night, St. Johnson have won 13 points from losing positions yeah, this that, season as that, well. That's that shows good. It's a great start. Right. 
I would love to know how many times you've been behind. It's 13 out of how many possible. But uh, even, even getting anything from coming from behind is impressive. Yeah. <laughs> and when, you, when, you've only, when you've only played 15 games, to get 13 points from losing positions, then... Yeah, and they had a poor start to the season as well, remember? Yeah. Early on in the season, folk were saying, oh, St. Johnson, they're not a team they were. Terrific for them. Well, they had that the opening day of the season. Was, was it 4-3 against Hearts at Tynecastle? It showed, I mean, showed, even showed then, that's that's pretty much what we've seen the rest of the season. Is they're definitely scoring goals, they're just conceding them as well. They're, just, mm-hmm. they're, they're getting slightly better at not conceding so many. Aye, Dave McKay signed the new contract today. That's a good move. That, McKay's been a, a good servant for St Johnson all the years. So. The only thing I'm not sure about is how good he is at centre-back, because he's obviously been known for so many years of playing right-back. Yeah. But uh, Shaughnessy obviously has come in from Aberdeen, and he seems to be holding down that spot now, even... With Fisher coming in from Celtic on loan, he can be he can be a good influence in the team, and he ha- he's decent in free kicks as well. So that that kind of makes a, a big difference. Aye. So, I think I think that's, that's covered pretty much everything in the in the games that have been played. Uh, there, there was one other bit of news that broke tonight about uh, a possible game in America between Celtic and Dundee, an actual league game, not a friendly. Think it'll be on the season book. <sighs> I would hope not. I've, it's my it's my understanding it's actually a Dundee home game that would be moved to America, which I find this is a bit I don't understand. It's a Dundee home game. They're talking about going to somewhere like Boston or Philadelphia, which is reasonably strong with the Irish. There's, 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 I, I know a lot of Celtic fans in that kind of neck of the woods, so it almost uh, sounds like Dundee are chasing the Celtic dollar with us. Well. But the, the, the part of the story I've heard is Dundee would keep the home gate, so I don't see how this benefits Celtic. So I, I therefore don't see why Celtic. It, it potentially benefits though the Scottish League if there's exposure to the yeah. USA and maybe some TV money and maybe I can a deal in terms of that. But uh, it's a dangerous territory, I think. Ah, yeah, it's, it's something. You're playing, I would... you're pl- it's diff- maybe difficult, maybe different if it was somewhere nearby. Because like, I won off, like if it was maybe in England or Ireland or, but America. Even that, I, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see the point in moving. Uh, I, I can almost understand going that far to make it a, a different game. But it's something you're seeing in sport more and more. Because like the NFL play games in London. I was reading earlier yep. today about the possibility of baseball turning up in Britain, or, or kind of major league baseball for the America side of things. An actual game being played here, the same as you do with the NFL. Um, I know England talked about game 39 being played on the road which yeah. I thought was a completely ridiculous suggestion at least Aye. at least that suggestion sounds like it would be a, a normal one of the 38 just happens to be played as a home game for Dundee in America which is Aye. I don't know it's, for me, I'm more of a traditionalist I want home games played at the home of the, the team that's playing you know but then I mean I, I, I remember going to see playing Gretna at 3 3- because they put the ground share in the Fur Park, and then Fur Park became such a mess. Home games at Almondville. Sorry, the Tony Macaroni. <laughs> Whatever it was called back uh, then. It was probably Almondville back then. Unless it was a stadium or something. They keep the name in that. I wonder whether then it's Dundee that I've asked about this. Because they've got like a, American, a, aye, the American shareholders. Yeah. So it's, but, it's, the, the SPFL released the most meaningless statement of the SPFL board would have to agree to this. Well, I, I know we kind of figured the SPFL board would have to agree to this. If, if it's good, really. if it's good for the, the game in Scotland, fair enough. I can kind of look for different avenues, but I can't help but think that if this was to go ahead, the English would be front centre, and we just get down. Aye, that's that's probably not a good thing. I don't think. Be alright if it's maybe a pre-season cup. That's fine, but the game just nah. nobody will care. Then. I think that's the I, I think it's an important game. An actual league game makes it a, a bit of a draw, but, but I mean nobody's going to go see Celtic playing Dundee. You're doing well to see, well see Celtic Real Madrid in a friendly with America. Aye, I, I can't see a lot of Dundee fans in America as well. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not Plus, expats. Aye, that's it. It would be expats and, and, and relatives of expats and friends of expats, yeah. perhaps. Aye, it's, it's, it's certainly an odd one. They're good at trip. <laughs> I, I, well, aye, well. <laughs> I don't, I don't go to many, many Celtic games these days. <laughs> but I'm testing away trips, certainly. I, I, I feel for the guys that try to... I know. I feel for the guys that try to go to... Where do you go? Philadelphia. What? 
<laughs> I thought it was Dundee you were playing. Aye, aye yes. <laughs> in Philadelphia. Aye, right. See you in a week. Aye. See you. I'll be back, I'll be back in four days because we're playing somebody else in midweek. That's the other thing. How do they fit it into the calendar? Because there's a lot of travel time involved in going to America. You need to play at the start of the season or something. But then, if you do it at the start of the season, there's a Champions League qualifiers. So I can't see Celtic agreeing to go to America to come back and play in a Champions League qualifier three days later. I'd be very surprised if it does happen. Oh, it's so it's, it's This sounds like one of these moonbeam stupid decisions that somebody's decided would be a good idea to put it in the press and see what happens. But there's no actual substance. The fact that, in fact, that's probably the only thing the SPFL board statement says. Uh, the SPFL board would have more clarifying on it. It's, their statement was, you'll have to ask us. So it sounds like they haven't even been asked yet, which sounds like that's what the stage we're at. It's, it's a very early planning. It's a very medium. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a fan of the idea. If it raises the profile of Scottish football, the, the, the game here's some good. Anyway, well, the, the, the other thing... Europe? Yeah, well, Europe. I, I was going to, before we get to the Europe, I was going to mention the, the other thing that was launched was the new Scotland cap. Oh, right, I, 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 I do like the tartan. I must admit. I, I mean, one of my favourite Scotland strips was Euro ninety six one with the, the kind of dark, so sort of purple tartan. Did you like that? I Loved that kit. That was one of my absolute favourite Scotland kits. This one, uh, I like the tartan back, but the white the sleeves are too white. See, I was hoping for a bit of a kind of retro kit because I seen the the Welsh home top that I'm going to have for the Euros, and I quite liked it. It's just Red, with a badge, with a collar. It's yep. kind of total old school. A lot of folk thought, oh, that's a bit boring, but I like that. I've been quite disappointed with the kits that Adidas have given Scotland so far. I know we're no, obviously, in the top list that we're going to get kind of custom kits. We're going to just get a, a kind of template type thing, but I don't know. The only, one I've, the only home top I've liked so far has been the first one we got. I, I'm the same. Yeah. The, 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 I bought the first one, and it's still the one I wear to this day. It's like the the, the one I didn't Aye. like the one with the collar. The, the, the last one we had was alright, actually. The, the, it was okay. Yeah, but I think uh, the thing I didn't like about that was it was also shorts. At least they've gone back to white shorts with this one. I, 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 I like the, the the dark top white socks. That's just Scotland. That's I like the away top we had the white one, the first one. But then I mean that the button back one didn't really like that, and then. But why if we get white sleeves? I don't understand. It just looks sleeves. like a training top. No, aye. Aye, I've seen a few people say yeah. it looks like a training Still, could be worse. Could I know be pink. Good, not even a good training top at that. No. What's it? Could be worse, could be pink. Well. I, I found myself thinking, mind that pink top we had when we played, was it Germany? The salmon pink one. Oh, aye. That was aye. better than this pink thing we've got now. With the pinstripes, wasn't it? Aye. No, oh, that's, that's, that's gone back into the 90s now, you're thinking. There was a pinstripe one. But there was a, there was another pink one, I think it was a feeler, when they did the, the Scotland strips. We played German, I think Don Hutchins won, what scored, when we won 1-0. I'm sure there'd be more of a salmon pink top that night. And that was that was nicer than this pink monstrosity we've got now. Yeah, it should be, the way top should be red or something like that. Or, I don't know, or oh, yellow, no. I used to like oh, yellow ones. Let's not do red, because the last time we had red, it was that... Awful thing about in that one game against Georgia. Ah, against Georgia. Yeah. Aye, but that was the proper red, like. Well, look, before we, we, I mean, we, we just go to Georgia and lose, don't we? Aye. What's that? We just go to Georgia and lose ends, matter what. What's the trick Aye. The last Scotland I've got. I don't think I'll be buying either kit, to no, be fair. I definitely but, won't. Then, I, then I, I possibly might not buy them anyway at £55 a time. Oh, there's that aspect, I know. I mean, I'm, it's, to be fair, it's exactly the same when the Celtic kits this season, the new balance stuff. I quite like the luminous yellow thing. It looks kind of, it looks like it reminds me of Dortmund for the when they won the Champions League. But it, it's like 55, 60 quid a, a pop these days for a, a, a kit. So it's, it's a t shirt for, it's a t-shirt for one season these days. It's so why Um The best tops I've seen recently have been, if you've not seen them, the tops that Belgium are going to be winning at Euros. The whole band there, top. I've just sold Belgium. Um, I'll try and get a picture and see, but aye, they're carcass. Somebody sent me the um, German away top, that looked quite nice. Which one? The German away top. For oh, the aye, years. the Germans, are, the Germans always keep the top, so. Aye, aye they, they, they get special treatment for this. Aye, exactly. But, I mean, can you imagine the Tartan Army kicking about in these pink tops? I'd rather not. Oh, <laughs> just no. 
bad move there. Well, to be honest, I don't. We could wear the most ridiculous kit ever as long as we get to qualify for something. That's important. Aye, well, if we get to qualify, we'll have a different kit. That's it. Aye, because that's a bit of kit for the <laughs> for qualifying. If you qualify aye. for something, you get another one. Aye, exactly. So, so aye, good old Scotland. Anyway, right, we should probably move on to the, the, the upcoming action. We do have Celtic in Europe again. We're at home to Ajax on Thursday night. State kickoff, must win game. Thanks to beat off Mulder. Uh, John Hughes in sports scene figured that Celtic would win. I don't know. How figured, I don't know how he came. It came to that conclusion having watched Celtic being rubbish against Kilmarnock like five minutes earlier. Um, to be fair, I mean, I, from what I've seen in this group, the team we've struggled the most against was Mulder because we probably should have beat Ajax in Amsterdam. We probably should have beat Fenerbahce at Celtic Park after that. We did neither. We drew two each in both of them because stupid defensive errors or well, Azagiri getting sent off. But we're certainly capable of beating Ajax. It's just whether they turn up on the night, whether Ajax can cause us any problems at the back, if we can minimise that, maybe. But I think Ajax, well, you get decent odds in Ajax winning this game. It's almost worth a couple of quid because Celtic have been all... We haven't, since, since we got the nothing each draw against Carabag, we've conceded at least two goals against every... What are Ajax on how many points as well? Are they on two? No, three? I think aye, I think they Or did they pick up a winning in the campaign? Let's see. Looks like. Celtic are on two, aren't they? Yes, aye, they've got two draws. And I I oh Ajax are on three points. They've had three draws. Aye, so really we need the guy because Fenabachi they did they beat um uh, Ajax in the other game, that's what it was, I think. No. Uh, well, the Fenerbahce won the home leg. Aye. And then it was a draw in the return leg. Right, so what, what, what Celtic now need to do is beat Ajax and then beat Fenerbahce. Yeah. It's possible. It's uh, possible, it's but, Fenerbahce, it's, but... Aye. But we need to go to Turkey to win. And then, to start with, we need to win the game against Ajax. And I'm not, I'm not confident at all. I, I thought over there that I, Ajax looked... Good, but not great. But however, they are. They had a good result at the weekend. Oh, aye, yeah, five-one-one. Yeah. Aye, so build up to it. But then, I've I've seen Celtic come off the back of a European game and thump teams this season. So it's kind of hard to tell domestically and in Europe what the what the difference might be. But no, I think I mean I hope Celtic win, but I'm not confident in any way, shape, or form. So. Yeah. The one thing you've probably got in your favour is looking at Ajax's away form uh, this season. It's not been great. It's been a bit kind of indifferent. So, but, will it be a big crowd on Thursday? I would hope so. But, again, I'm, I'm not, I'm, we haven't really had big crowds in the Europa League, so... It'll be, I mean, it'll be big enough. I mean, you'll be talking, what, somewhere between 40,000 or 50,000. So but I think that's be, a size of crowd, but... When it's aye. a sellout at Celtic Park, it makes, it makes a difference. Makes a big difference that wall of noise. Yeah, I but agree. when there's an empty seats, and it's just probably not as good. I would think. I mean, I, I looked at it, and like, it's like thirty-two quid for a ticket or something for this game. It's just pretty. I mean, it's it, steep, especially the time of year as well. It'll be one of the better teams that are going to come to Celtic Park this season. So I can understand that. But like you say, it's that time of the season. People are thinking towards Christmas, and like, it's. it's if you've already got your ticket, it can, it's probably fine. But if you're looking at it now and thinking, mm, I mean, it's. But by, by the time we get there, I don't know if it'll even be payday for most people. That's the kind of thing. It's, it might fall just before nah. payday. So uh, you're looking at a, a, a difficult one for a lot of people. Aye. So I don't know. I mean, it's on the TLA as well. That might you just watching the house? Bit. I'll just watch it. So. It's Aye. hard for me to get to games anymore these days. Yeah, and stuff. So. Aye. It's, uh, I know life gets in the way. Yet. No, no, we'll wait a few years before I subject it to myself. <laughs> a life of annoyance and occasional joy. Hey, he's got it better than I did when I was a kid. <laughs> I grew up. Aye, well, I, I grew up. Does he have to watch Carl Buggleton? Aye, that's Wayne Biggins. Aye. Oh, Wayne Biggins. That's a name for the past. <laughs> Stuart Swell. And it was interesting, up. actually. We were watching uh, Fever Pitch last night. Hmm. You ever watched it? I've never got around to it, no. It's first time I'd watched it, actually. Uh, but then Martin Hayes popped up. Oh. So he was at Celtic. <laughs> that never worked out either. 
Oh, Tony Casker, you know. That's, that's the name that always sticks in my mind. The best thing Tony Casker... It's just later. It's just later. The best thing Tony Casker, you know, ever did was leave and get swapped for Tony, uh, Tom Boyd. Yeah, Tom Boyd, aye. Yeah, that was a great move. <laughs> oh, let's move on for this before we get talking any more depression about Celtic. Well, it's sorry, boys, and the Aberdeen fans earlier, they were talking about how Aberdeen are revealing their, their best 11, voted by, by the fans. But then they try to kind of come up with a, a worst eleven. I know. Oh, no. you, you think you've had some bad that's, players. That's never a good oh, idea. We've, oh, we've yeah. had some. Although, to, to, to be fair, it, like, this will show you how bad it was. I, I remember in the early nineties wanting Aberdeen to win because <laughs> Celtic were not challenging Rangers, and you well. Aye. It was that, oh, that last day of the season, please. Aye, Michael Watton goal. Let's see if you remember it better than I will. Oh, <laughs> I just aye. remember Hateley scored twice. That's all I need to remember. Right. All we didn't have to do was not lose. Aye. Oh, right, aye, I remember. I remember that much. But that probably move on to predictions, I think. Aye, let's, let's put else that. To cover. Oh, I think we're... Right, okay, so... We, we, like we, football. We, we, aye, we mentioned that it's it's actually Scottish Cup weekend this weekend. We're going to have a bit of difficulty uh, for goal scorer because there's only a couple in the Championship and Albion Rovers versus one. There's also uh, Rangers and in the, the, the Better Factory in the Cup, so aye. That's uh, that's but I I mean the Scottish Cup looks it's, we're st- we're getting into the kind of point that the bigger teams are starting to come into it. Um, there is I are we allowed to bet in the cup? Um, in our bet because there's some. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think not. that's quite the agreement. So it's. No, uh, well, I, I I don't know about the main the main bet. I don't think the school score bet goes for that. But I just like fixtures. I think. Aye. Well, I mean, we can we can come back to the bet and after we've done the predictions because yeah, there, there, there is Friday night football. We, we should just ah, we'll go to that. Why not? Um, is this on BT Sport? Or is it an I would think it must be in BT Sport. I would think it's just an interesting game. We back that because I mean, we spoke earlier about St Johnson's form, Dundee, and another team that won games. So. Yep, so it's probably going to be a nil-nil now after we've built aye, it up. I was uh, going to say, that this, is a, this is an obvious both teams to score game, isn't it? So aye, aye. go <laughs> aye, I No, I, th- I, I think St. Johnson won it. I think it'll be something worse. Aye, I'd be inclined to think that myself as well. Um, I would think in 2-1. The odds for St. Johnson are very attractive. They are 9-10 at home. in the form they're in, uh, as I said earlier, 7-0 mm. the last 10 they won in the league. That is fantastic. Uh, the draws thirteen to five, and Dundee are thirty-one to ten. So I think that could be a yeah, an early odd. contender certainly. Only problem with that is a Friday game, match cup. Aye, which so, we tend to not. Do but, uh, game, we'll, we'll, just... we'll see how the rest of the, 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 the bets go because I'm, no I'm not hundred percent convinced there's much else to pick from. To be honest. Um, next up is the three o'clock games on Saturday, and first up is Aberdeen versus Ross County. That's a tricky game for Aberdeen. I <laughs> did all tricky just now. <laughs> um, I mean, you're at home, that helps. But. Well, I don't know if it does, because see, uh, see if you're in, in different form and you're then playing at home, they obviously the crowd, there's more fans to get on your back, mm. on the team's back. I think that was uh, uh, something that happened yesterday, certainly a few p- fans were getting on the kind of players' back, which there's no need for that. Been a bit of a bad form, but it's not going to help getting on the players' backs. Um, it's not something I ever believe in, booing the players. But, I don't think it helps at all um, usually I'd be confident in terms of Aberdeen winning but I think this has got a draw written all over it 1-0 1-0 draw I was kind of thinking the same thing to be honest I'd like, um, I'd like to win each yourself but I don't know because I think Jack's still out as well next week so I and Ross County are kind of pretty tidy in midfield with Jack Irvin. He's kind of one of the yeah. one of the most improved players in the league this year. So and then no, he's left us figures. Aye, <laughs> Ross County have certainly got goals on their side, um, but I had go one all. The odds are Aberdeen are seven to ten. The draws twenty nine to ten. Ross County are a really big price considering Aberdeen's form four to one. It's dropped away since earlier in the season, right enough. But aye. Aye, aye, it's still quite big, aye. For, 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 for a team at Ross County, they're in decent form. Aye. aye. Alright, uh, next up is Dundee United versus Hamilton. Oh. I don't know what Hamilton's away form's like. The kicker in this one, I think. Aye, I 
Ruthlord.com. That's good for getting the form. Uh, Hamilton's away form. They've won two in the last seven. Well, two out of the seven games they've played. Mm. It's no terrible. It's not great, but not terrible. Um, Dundee United's home form on the other hand. But they've only... Is that right? They've only won one game at home this season. I can can see another draw here, actually. Aye. Another one each. I have been inclined to say the same. I again, and <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it's not even been. I've not even been lazy with that. But Dundee right don't score many goals. Hamilton don't score many goals. No, that's that exactly. Um, so I, uh, but yeah, they're both more. They both will concede probably. Mm-hmm. So Dundee right are seven to four. The draw is five to two, and Hamilton are six to four. So that shows you what bookies think. Uh, they're sitting in the fence as well. They, they think. They think. <laughs> they think it should be a draw, probably. Or maybe not actually well. I favour in Hamilton just, but no, I won all. Here's another difficult one. Kilmarnock versus Partick Thistle. I, I, I'm going to go. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to see another draw here, but I've, I, no, actually, it's Kilmarnock at home, so I, I maybe, I maybe give Kilmarnock the edge here. And, and, and go. Uh, I'll go two one. Well, Kilmarnock have won two at home in the league. But Thistle have only won one away. Yeah. Uh, um, Dundee have only, sorry, Kamarik have only drawn once at home, but Partick Thistle have drawn three times away. Uh, 2-0, Kamarik. I'm quite surprised they're on here, though. Kamarik are 15-8. to eight. Really? Uh, the, aye. The draw is 12-5, to five and Partick Thistle are 20 to 20 so because I've actually got Thistle's favourites really? that's about odd I suppose the form has picked up but it's picked up I don't, I don't think it's quite picked up to the point I would be favourites at Kilmarnock on the plastic pitch well, it's, so I Kilmarnock are basically 2-1 to one. Really? especially after the result obviously the fans the weekend hmm. see Kilmarnock going into this better alright the final game on Saturday is Motherwell versus Hearts and I'm um, finally did I say 2-0 or 3-0 Hearts I'll go 2 0 Hearts. But I don't see another one. Aye, I think Hearts will win as well. I shall go for Motherwell 1, Hearts 2, though. Um, Hearts are pretty attractive odds as well in this game. Motherwell are 94, the draws 5 to 2, and Hearts are 6 to 5. Odds against Hearts as well. Oof. Aye. Well, I don't think we need to pick St Johnson anymore. We could go Hearts so, go on that double. That's right. And if you look at Hearts, I mean, form Hearts have won four in the league, which is pretty good. Good going yeah, four out of seven. They've won. They're up level, so I, 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 I can't see another Hearts winning that game. So I think that's maybe that's maybe good for a bit. Okay, final game of the weekend is the Sunday twelve fifteen kickoff as Celtic travel to Inverness, which is always a tricky place for Celtic to go. But Celtic have not struggled after European games last season no no we've thumped teams but the last few games have been at home so this is different this is away from home at a venue we've traditionally struggled at so I I reckon this could be a really difficult one for Celtic especially depending on what the morale's like I may have to say I will home form is going to end different 1-2 drawn 2 lost 3 so but then Celtic have only dropped what Four points, no five points away from home. In the league last year. Mm-hmm. I feel I'll do it. Go on. I'll go for Inverness one, Celtic two. I think Celtic one, unfortunately. <laughs> um, for now. The home win is ten to one. If you fancy somebody in that, the draw is nineteen to four, and Celtic are two to seven. All right. Um. I think, aye, I think Kilmarnock and Hearts are sounding really attractive right now as a double. Aye, well, it should be pretty good odds there. I would think so, at 55 for a double. Yep. If you want to go to £10 and that, you would get 63.25 return. Is, aye, 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 no, I go for that, aye. aye I, I, the fact it's it's, it's two Saturday games as well. I mean, I've, I, I do think St Johnson will win, but I think the, the fact that it's a Friday game, it could scupper along. So. Aye. aye, I think Hearts Kilmarnock's the way to go with that one. Uh, see, just you know, I would. I thought I'd wait till after we'd made the predictions to see what the stats would be like. But 
Uh, St. Johnson, what did we go for? 2-1, both of us. Mm-hmm. There's been over two and a half goals scoring 11 of St. Johnson's last 12 games in the Premier League. There you go. What did we go for in Aberdeen, Ross County? We uh, went for one all, didn't we? Yep. There have been under two and a half goals scoring 10 of Aberdeen's last 12 home games in the Premier League. There you go. Uh, but Dundee have drawn the last three away games in the Premier League. Yeah, I think that's kind of... Right. The only other thing that's remaining is the first goal scorer. As we said earlier, that was a bit difficult because of the limited number of games. But we did speak about this off the podcast before we started, and looked out to me because I've heard it mentioned so many times uh, open all mics was Andy Barrowman who's currently at Albion Rovers yeah well we've only got what two games to choose from yeah. and we didn't fancy it on it Wraith Rovers or St Mirren no <laughs> um, and Albion Rovers are playing Cowden Beast who aren't and, exactly in great form so. and basically we've heard of Andrew Barrowman <laughs> that, that, that's what it came down to pretty much because it's no good as if Albion Rovers have got any kind of a lot of goals in them but they're playing Cowden Beast so it's it's looking like the best of a bad bunch. I'm happy to go with it, Chris. Stuff. Okay, we'll go with that. The odds aren't on McBookie at the moment, but we'll take that later in the week once we have them. So, uh, I think that's us for another podcast. Unless you've anything else. Oh no, there is one other thing that we've not mentioned yet that we really should mention. Oh, is have it you, breaking, breaking? Yeah, have, have you have you have you ever went to the wrong place for your work? <laughs> <laughs> I've almost. I've, to be fair, I've almost got on the wrong bus once because. <laughs> Uh, I used to work in AR but study in Kilmarnock and both buses stop at the same place and I almost got on the wrong bus. <laughs> but I never I never got on the wrong bus. I realised, oh no, I'm no, that's not where I'm going. But uh, yes, the breaking goalkeeper. Yeah. Not not not, not the greatest of ways to go. It was it was a story that he turned up at Oakle View and the obviously place there and then the games at breaking. Yeah, home goalkeeper Graham Smith mistakenly turned up at Stenhouse Muir's Oakle View. He had an 83-mile dash north to make his game. And he played. Oh, he did play? <laughs> he started the game and obviously breaking lost 2-1. <laughs> oh, that, that's classic. Uh, so that's good. Oh, I, I've, I've, never, I've never turned up at the wrong place myself, but I did. Uh, I, I, you know, I, turned, I got the wrong train home once. <laughs> <laughs> to walk for, I had to walk about two miles to get to the, the, the right station. Oh, and I, I, but the, the real, the really annoying thing about that was if I just stayed in the train, it would take me somewhere a lot closer. I've got on the wrong train <laughs> once, and unfortunately, the train that I got, uh, the only kind of place that I really knew or heard of was Darnley and Priestow. So I thought I'd get off there. Uh, it's not exactly the best areas, so <laughs> I end up having to go from there back into Glasgow to then try and get home. I think. <laughs> nightmare uh, it's a bit of a no man's land unfortunately there's no relenting close no I was trying to find a taxi it would take me back into Glasgow and no I couldn't find it so I was just like I'll just chance it and try and find a bus that would take me back in <laughs> thankfully I did otherwise that could have been a, a gruesome night aye so I know I think that, that probably uh, sums up the podcast I don't think there's anything else we need to add no I think we've talked about enough draws and stuff so. <laughs> As it was, it was, it's been a story of draws last weekend Aye. And, uh, so and, and, and then we've picked a bunch of draws in the, the predictor afterwards as well, so we're obviously predicting the same thing next week. It could be a podcast title in the making, something about draws. And, uh, you know, I, before I even started this podcast, I've been thinking, what can we say, quick in the draw, that seems a bit of a really any pun there. <laughs> we'll come right. up with something, we'll probably exactly. something draws. So. Alright, but for now, we should probably call it a night. Cause... Aye. So, thanks for coming on, John, and thanks everybody for listening. Cheers, Chris. Talk to you again next week. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.